I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to Pick and Roll. This is the NBA betting show that goes live every weekday. Monday through Friday around 11.15 to 11.20 a.m. Eastern Time to give you NBA discussion, betting tips, and of course, the official picks on the show. We go live from the board YouTube channel, so please make sure you are subscribed to the channel to keep up to date with all the great content that we have coming your way. And if you're tailing the picks in the show, you're enjoying the content anyway, please remember to hit that thumbs up button. It does go a long way to supporting our brand, helping us get on some more recommended pages with that organic YouTube growth. Um, yes, I think Erica, thank you for noticing. Um, <laughs> today we're going to be doing a little bit of a different format. Uh, we are going to be going in different sort of schedule here. So, uh, uh apologies for yesterday. We uh, found out after the show, uh, that's our bad, not recognizing the line moved. Um, today we're going to try to circumvent that and we're going to be doing the official picks after the recap so that we. Uh, can just mitigate the risk of anything changing on us during the show. But we will still start with a recap from yesterday's picks. Uh, there were two games that we had money in. First of all, we'll go to Anthony Davis, where we're going to be a little bit happier to talk about this. AD, uh, I was at a bar watching this game. He was excellent all throughout this game. Covered this one with relative ease as the Lakers come back and they somehow beat the Indiana Pacers by one point. It looked like it was going to be a blowout at one point. But... Uh, Pips for AD, this matchup, you talked about the match with Miles Turner, and uh, he comes through big time. Yeah, he had, I think, it, the season highest field goal items. They were just single cover and letting him cook, and yeah, amazing game for, for AD. Yeah, and a lot of people in the chat, um, a lot of people, I'm pulling up a lot of the, the comments here, are really upset with DeMar DeRozan here. Uh, unfortunately, this is the second time this week that DeMar DeRozan has been on the losing end of one of the bets that have been on the show. Um, Tara Rozier covered his line. DeRozan, this was so weird. I didn't watch this game. I was following along, though. I think he took like five shots in the first half. He had like three points for most of the first half, not the whole first half. Um, I didn't watch, so let's go to you, Pips. What was going on with DeMar in this game? I don't know it was if it was some collective agreement for for the team but Kobe White had the most shots on the entire team of the bench that's a problem Ayo the Sunmu and Kobe White combined for more more points to these two players like these two players combined for more points than Vucevic Lavin and DeRozan together and wow yeah uh, so I was watching the game and watched the entire game, obviously. And energy, zero energy. Like they were just like, like it's it's like someone made them to play the game. Like like they were, didn't want to be there. Like so the the stuff with the Chicago Bulls. Not only the uh, Rosen, Lavin had six field goal attempts in first three quarters. Like they were just not into it. Like they were just 
doing the work and moving on. Like just let the game finish and let's move on. Like I I, I don't know what, what what was the thing. Like they just didn't even try. Like Demar didn't even try. Like he was just pass. Like he was playing like it was like a pickup game. He shoot some threes and that's it. Like sorry. Like I don't know how to explain, but it's like he he wasn't even trying. Yeah, if he he if he was just a little bit more aggressive, he will score thirty points. Yeah. yeah. Um. And Demar's so Demar's in the thumbnail today. Uh, I don't think you know, but everybody watching is kind of wondering <laughs> why Demar Derozan's on the YouTube thumbnail. Um. Not only is Pips upset about Demar and his performance yesterday, Pips is upset about Demar in another sense, uh, as we'll be going through the All Star selections a little bit later on in the show uh but so far this season we'll give you the full recap uh it is 78 and 61 in the season plus seven and a half units and 4.6 percent roi and as i mentioned uh to circumvent any sort of line movement we are going to go directly into the official pick segment on the show first of all we are going to be going to minnesota with the orlando magic in town d'angelo russell on both sides of a same game parlay here so we are betting the the, the Angel Russell over his uh four threes, like over two and a half threes combined with over three and a half assists. And if you take a look just at his numbers, like he covered this assist line this season in 38 or in 46 out of 50 games. So 92% clear rate and Orlando Magical low, I think third most to the guards. So great, great part. But this bet is mostly about his threes. But I was a bit shocked that his line is posted at 3.5. But I like 2.5 threes over. And the main reason for that is he's shooting the lights out over the last, like, I would say even over the last, like, 30 games. So interesting is, like, okay, he covered this line in nine out of the last 10. And his attempts are just going up and up, and he's getting the green light to shoot. Like the, the last game, he shot 17 threes against the Golden State Warriors, and he made seven. Wow. He, he had an amazing <laughs> wow. game. Yeah. So the three, two out of the last three games, he made seven threes. Seven threes against the Kings, Sacramento Kings, the team that allows the least threes in the entire league. So yeah, that's huge. And yeah, the the next game he shot two from ten, and that's the only game in the last ten that he didn't cover. But he made a huge comeback with the seven threes against the Golden State Warriors. So yeah, so interesting. Over the last thirty games, the the Angel Russell is the best shooter in the entire league. Like he's shooting forty three percent over the last thirty games, over seven attempts on average per game. That's absurd level of shooting. Considering he started the season shooting 27% in the first two months. So just a huge turnaround. DLO is just shooting the lights out. And I love this combination for, for him. And also, this is a great spot because over the last 15 games, Orlando Magic allows the second most threes in the entire league. And they are only second to Houston Rockets, so we don't need to even count that as the second place because obviously Houston Rockets will be in the first place till the end of the season. So yeah, I, I just I just love this spot for for great shooting form, great confidence, 
pulling out from all over the the the, 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 the like pull up trees, spot up trees, everything. Like she's just knocking them out. They are falling in, and yeah, okay, great spot for DLO. Yeah, uh, Russell's been playing a lot better recently. Amidst, I mean, he's he's one. I don't believe he was on that graphic for the trades. I don't. I wouldn't put it out of the possibility this this guy might move on. But the way he's playing lately. Uh, maybe they want to keep on to him. I guess while we're on T-Wolves, just quickly, uh, they've been playing a lot better recently. Carl Anthony Towns is still injured. No timetable for return. Do you think there's going to be an issue bringing Cat back into that mix, given how poorly they started this season? I don't know. I, I just know that they are playing great now. They're hustling. They're trying hard. That they are, They're fighting. They, are, they, they actually won more games than, than they lost in the last, like, I think, like, 16 games. They won 12, I think. So, yeah, they are just winning games. And Kat is a great player. So, I think he needs, he will help them even more. But they will need to figure out the defense with, with him on the floor. Like, I don't think offense will have any issues, but the defense. Defense, defense yeah. Part. That and yeah, so slow mo being a great player. Yeah, he always was the great player. Like I love slow mo. Yeah, I love Kyle Anderson. Yeah. He is so one fun to watch. IQ. Yeah. He's one of the highest IQ players in the entire NBA league. Like yeah. I mean the, the yeah. fact that he's just so slow, but he's just so you can't stop like a lot of what he does still. He's he's just yeah. that was a nice pickup in the office. I'm glad he's fitting in well there. But let's move into our second official play on the show here. And we are going to the Sacramento Kings for a brand new all-star. And uh, this man is DeMontis Sabonis going straight with the points on him instead of the PRA that we went with a couple of days ago. So we are going with Sabonis over 21.5 points, which is minus 113 at Fanduel. So interesting part of this bet is there is no there is no De'Aaron Fox. So, yeah, like they probably start Davion Mitchell. And I think, like, if Fox is taking 20 field goal attempts a game, I think we can expect Davion to take seven to eight. So, there is a lot of offensive usage to, to share. And with the way Indiana Pacers are defending, I think the most of this will go through the Sabonis. So, last game, he had an amazing game 20, 20 field goal attempts against the Spurs, scored 34 points. Two games earlier, he had 23 points against the Minnesota Timberwolves. He'll play 40 minutes tonight. And with 40 minutes, I think we can get over this line in a great match. It's not a great matchup. Like... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's just the way, the, 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 like, there are the guys in the league that are great defensive players, but if you take a look at that, that's Indiana Pacers. So, Miles Turner is a great defender. But if you take a look at the stats, like other teams scoring against the Pacers, especially centers, you'll see like centers are always ranked in the top 10 against the the the, the Pacers. But the reason is like 
some guys are like great. So he's that great that they don't help him at all. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on their own inside, like doing all kinds of contesting on guards, uh, contesting on like it's very it's he's a very difficult role on defense. Like he's doing a bit of everything. Like he's there, like like everything on defense. So if you take a look at the, so I I know like I heard that many times and saw that many times on Twitter. So like someone calling Turner a fraud because when you look at the opposing center scoring against him, he was always getting cooked. But like he's not getting cooked. He's just allowing like if Sabonis or uh, let's say Aiton Davis has 18 field goal field goal attempts a game in their t- throughout the season. And he's scoring like let's say like 25 points on 18 field goal attempts. Then then he goes against the Turner and he takes 10 more field goal attempts and score five more points. So he's below efficient and through if compared to the rest of the season, but he scored more points. So he's he cooked Turner, but Turner did a pretty good job holding there on on his own. So yeah. yeah. And I don't think Turner can can have called on, on his own that great against the Sabonis because Sabonis is like uh, his strength is his like very very difficult to handle his strength and his post ups and I I just think with Turner being overwhelmed with doing all kinds of everything and with the pace the Kings are playing I think we could see like a couple of easy layups for Sabonis we could see maybe Turner getting in foul trouble and then we have Sabonis like in an unbelievable matchup against anyone else. Also, Sabonis will play 40 minutes. So Turner will probably be like in the ter- middle 30s. So 10 minutes against anyone else is like easily he can score like half the half cleared half of this line. Mm-hmm. And if he gets like he's getting first time back to the Indiana to play the Pacers. Pacers. Yeah, he spent so much time there. He's an all-star. There is no Fox. Yeah, I just like if he gets high usage and I expect it, he should clear this line pretty easily. Yeah, so obviously, like, the revenge spot isn't, like, part of the handicap, but it is a nice little bonus. You know, you like you already like the spot for Sabonis against the Pacers, and then you also have the fact that he is playing in Indiana. Um, yeah, funny exactly. enough, Funny enough, Halliburton, Sabonis traded for each other. Both of them are all-stars this season, and uh, Halliburton looked uh, very, very good yesterday for the Pacers, so yeah. Um, I think two guys with a little bit of a point to prove in that game. So I think that's going to be a very interesting game to tune into. Uh, other part of this, I guess, is Pacers on the second night of the back-to-back. And that was a, a pretty grueling game uh, against the Lakers yesterday. So um, hopefully uh, this is a good spot for Sabonis on that one. All right. Now we're going to move on into... Oh, actually, uh, one thing before we move into discussion. I guess this is part of it. So a lot of people talk about DeRozan earlier on in the show. Um, I kind of want your thoughts on like people want to put him on a so-called band list. I- I'm sure y- you don't have anything like that. I don't think anybody is truly like like super serious about that. But how do you feel about putting sort of personal biases into handicaps like that where you just find yourself for some reason, like when I bet on this guy, find I lose so consistently? Is that something that you factor into your decision making or what do you do to go around that sort of thing? I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts there. So I'll just be like, this is be very, very interesting. So throughout all of my betting 
career. I had one guy that was on ban list. Mm. And guess who is that? Who, who, he's, he, he was, I had one guy banned for three seasons. I was, I, my first thought's Nurkic. Somebody else in chat has guessed Nurkic. Uh, I know you're not a, terribly fond of him. I, I don't know yeah, if it's him, though. It will be there, but it, it's actually DeMar DeRozan. He was oh, is it? <laughs> before he came to the Chicago Bulls. Oh, man. And I w- wanted to ask you one question. Like, did you think over the Raptors, his Raptors days, yeah. that he yeah. had some mental issues? Uh, Like from... Like, uh, like on, on, on court? Yeah. In terms of, like, decision-making? Confidence. Confidence. Um. Well, definitely, because year after year, you know, the Raptors would be such a high seed. they get to the playoffs, and then they'd lose. I, I put a lot of that on Dwayne Casey, because yeah. he force-fed the offense through DeMar DeRozan, and DeRozan also didn't play that well, so it's a little bit on both, but... Yeah, there was definitely a, a confidence issue as it came to playoffs. And I think we've also seen that beyond just the Raptors part. But yes, I, I, I agree there. Yeah, like I, I, so many times I've had like, I, I know I already spoke about this bet in, 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 on this podcast, but th- that was the day that I decided to ban DeMar DeRozan. It was like some perfect matchup for him. And I was like betting 20 and a half over for him. And he had 20 at the halftime. And played 19 minutes in the second half and ended up ended up uh, losing. And the interesting part of this is like he wasn't even shooting, like he was he was hiding on the floor the entire time. And then the clutch came, like it was they were up, I think, two points in the last like one minute, three or one and a half minute, and they started fouling. It was like, I don't know how many they are up, but they ever started fouling. So first time, DeMar gets the ball and they foul him. And he goes to the free throw line and misses both free throws. Was this regular season or playoffs, by the way? Regular season game. Okay, okay. Yeah. And he missed both free throws. I had, I needed only one to score. Yeah, yeah. For one, and I was watching. It's like six in the morning. Sun is getting out. I'm so tired. I was waiting for the last bet to settle. And, and 18 minutes is like zero points, and he got 20 at the half time. And then he gets two free throws. Okay, like okay, thank God, thank you. Like <laughs> we got that. And he missed both free throws. Next possession, they give the ball to the, the Rosen, and he just throw it. Like he just like wanted to get rid of the ball that they don't foul him because he was afraid going to the free to free throw line. And the ball went like out of bounds. Like it was like just getting rid of it. I don't remember this. Game. Then next to next to next possession, he was just hiding behind the player so they don't throw him the ball. And that was like okay I'm done with this guy. Like I just can't like and also there was some game like earlier there was some game like he wouldn't just even try he was just like like obviously if you want to bet a player you always like looking like okay, he'll he's like having that usage and he'll with that many shots, he'll probably go over. Yeah. But you you are just unable to predict the usage with Demar because one game he will have like 10 free field goal items, next game he held 25. And he will have 25 in a difficult matchup and 10 in an easy matchup. So he was unpredictable. So you don't there is no value in betting that guy because you don't you, he's unpredictable. 
So yeah, I, I gave up. And then he came to Spurs and he also was like unpredictable. He was weird at the Spurs, yeah. yeah. And then he came back to the Bulls and I was like, okay, I'm still not on this guy. And I saw him cooking, cooking, like taking over the games, taking over the games, taking, and I bet him. And I think prior to these two losses, we were like, I was like 15 and five on, on the Mar the Rogan bets. But last night and the night against the Clippers, he was aggressive. He was just having a poor game. But the last night, the last night just brought back all the memories of Demar being like very passive and not trying anything. Like, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going through our the bet history for the show. Um, Demar Derozan has been featured five times, and he is now uh, three losses, so two and three. So he was two and one before. Actually, just verify that. Wait, he's featured six times. It's loading in. So we've lost last two. Um, oh, he's actually three and three. He's actually three and three. So, so yeah, we are three and one before last two days. Like, yeah. Two so two. I, I guess what I was – so Don says announce you're banning him again. I, I don't think you'll outright ban a guy, but I think you will keep that in consideration, I guess, um, moving forward. Uh, just maybe a, a little bit of extra sort of – thought goes into the DeMar DeRozan bets. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Um, what's crazy about that story is that when he was with Chicago last year, I know the Clutch Player of the Year award is a brand new award for this season. He might have been the winner of that award had it been uh, in play last season. So yeah. it, it's just, I guess, just just such sharp contrast into the type of games you get from Demar. But this season, he has been quite consistent. I did go through his box score uh, before the show. What I kind of was hoping the answer would be for this one <laughs> was that you shouldn't factor in like these bands or personal sort of biases into your yeah. your handicaps. That's what I was thinking. But then you went yeah. on the DeMar DeRozan tangent. Yeah, but I'm I'm not fan of banning players at all. But if, if you have like, I like, I just don't, can't find the words to explain. Like if, I'm not fan of banning players because you lose on them. I'm fan of banning players if they're like, if you bet players in, Positive matchups and they are underperform and in, in difficult matchups they overperform. How can you bet on this guy? Like, mm-hmm. like was like you need to have a process and the process is okay. This is a positive matchup. This is like and if that guy I usually underperforms in in there if he's so I am for banning unpredictable players. Like stay away, not banning, but stay away from unpredictable players because if you don't know yeah. what they are going to do when they get out. Don't bet them. Like That's like Barnes, like Scotty Barnes, for example. He can score yeah, like yeah. 25 and then he can score five in the next game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally unpredictable. Yeah. So, and that's even with Nikola Jokic also. It's a bit predictable because if you, they are like huge favorites, he probably won't, he will have triple double. And if these are like, they are underdogs, difficult game, he'll probably end up scoring 30 points because he is playing like, how they need from him like yes the first game like last night against the golden state warriors he had two points in the first 10 minutes 
they were up. He came back, they were down 10. Then he scored 15 points in six minutes. Like, yeah, that's it. That's Nikola. Like, mm-hmm. there are guys that will just take a seat back and don't force stuff. And like, they're on Fox. Same, same example. He will have like five points in the first three quarter and then score 25 in the last when they need him. Like, they are, it's, it's a bit of a mental game and you need to take everything into consideration. See, for me, I guess for you, I think it's different because uh, your your handicapping strategy is very different to mine. You're you're very matchup oriented. You're very uh, like kind of the way the game plays out where I am like almost all of my handicapping is strictly number based, mathematics based. So when I'm doing that, like I don't let th- that factor in because I believe in market efficiency. I, I strongly believe in market efficiency. So I play the numbers on certain games. So I like I I, I bet into tons of sports i don't really have any sort of knowledge on but i just bet based on numbers across different sports books so from my perspective i i think the only the, maybe this small like start of the season i was getting a lot of good numbers on the lakers but i at, at a certain point i was just like i'm done betting on the los angeles lakers for now because they just they started the season like two and ten or something like that and i kept getting good numbers I'm like i'm not betting on this team anymore but for the most yeah. part i guess from my perspective I don't try to factor that in because I don't want to waste a good a good number on personal bias. But for you, I think it's a lot more important because you are reading into these matchups a lot more. So uh, that makes sense. I think that's some pretty good insight there. Okay, let's move on to the next piece. Uh, we'll get to the All Stars discussion in just a second. You thought he oh, you thought he went in on DeRozan then. Just wait till we get to the All Stars segment. Uh, next thing Pips wanted to talk about was uh, Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell. The matchup yesterday. Um, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is already one of the most unlikable players in the league. There's a lot of people that don't like Memphis for kind of their antics. And I think Dylan Brooks is a big reason why. Uh, and I can't play the video of what he did to Donovan Mitchell because of some copyright issues. But I can show you guys the picture. Uh, if you're listening in podcast form, I will describe. Uh, Dylan Brooks is laying on the ground. He's pretty much in between Donovan Mitchell's legs. And he comes up pretty hard with his fist. And I don't think I need to go any further to where he made contact with Donovan Mitchell. Um, <laughs> the Yeah, the photo's pretty good. You should come over to YouTube and check this out. But uh, this is all you want to talk about, Pips. Uh, what were your thoughts on this whole ordeal between Mitchell and Brooks? Yeah, I just love the how, how Dylan Brooks is playing, but he's an idiot. Like, he, he, he made so many, like, dangerous plays over the last couple of seasons and yeah that guy like like don't do like doing that and then that shouldn't be in the NBA and I hope he gets like five couple of games of suspensions for this because I don't know if you remember last season it, it was Gary is it was it Gary Payton who was it like that he smashed in the back of the head yeah i don't remember i don't remember yeah i don't know who it was but it was very dangerous play and this is again one so stupid why why would you do that like you will see it on camera and everyone will see that like and he's consistently like talking about like after the games how refs give him fouls and i i will actually i actually think he gets the most he he gets the best calls in the NBA. Like he gets 
up with the, with the crazy stuff. Like he he falls like almost on every possession, and it, it, it's so weird. And I'm glad that Donovan Mission stood up and went to fight Dylan Brooks without any fear. And yeah, it was so it was so fine. Yeah, uh, commenter agrees. You, Javon agrees here with Mitchell reacting. Did did you actually did you catch the post game press conference from Donovan Mitchell as well? I didn't watch it, but I heard some stuff that he's like saying about. So it's well, Mitchell in this particular game did not. He did not have a good game. I think I actually think he finished with six points, which is yeah. pretty remarkable for for Mitchell. But uh, he he went a little bit in on Dylan Brooks, saying like typically, uh, he, I I don't know if this was the exact word he used, but he says he cooks Dylan Brooks in their matchups, and this one, I mean, he he recognized that this wasn't his best game, but. Like you say, if this is what you got to do to guard me, like like this, this is no place in the league. Essentially, I would I would recommend you guys, you guys go check out Donovan Mitchell and his comments on this. But like for for the for the Grizzlies, like how do you deal with this? This like it, it's not even that high pressure of a situation. Like this is genuinely something that could cost you uh, in a big game, maybe even in the playoffs. Like obviously, like we t- we've talked about Jaron Jackson Jr. the foul trouble, that sort of thing. Like all that, like that, that that's that's part of the game for him, but. That's something that could be costly, but this is genuinely something that could cost you uh, in a playoff setting. And we also saw last year in the playoffs, Dylan Brooks. Oh my God! Beyond his antics, this guy refuses to stop shooting the ball. Sometimes, so uh, from from a mental perspective as a player, like you just have to be you have to be better than this. And, and like you said, there's cameras everywhere. They're gonna see that. And he did yeah. he did get ejected for this. And uh, yeah, this is this is no place. I think he should get hopefully um, a few games for this. Like I think he should get like three to five games for this. Uh, I, I'm not like you got to punish this. Also for a repeat offender and uh, confirmation that it was Gary Payton the second as well uh, from that yeah. play last season. Um, yeah, I hate this. Like completely off ball. Like you're not tough. Like you're not tough for doing that. Like yeah. what what's tough is it, like. Like Donovan Mitchell standing up, like I like that, and so somebody's yeah. talking about the toughest, but but like a, a cheap shot like that, that is that is not tough. Um, let's move now into the final thing we're talking about: the All Star selections for this season. Um, we're both going to have some pretty strong thoughts on the All Star spots. Uh, we'll pull it up right here. Let's go. So I'll just for the people listening in audio form, we'll go to the Western Conference. These are the All Star reserves. We've already t- spoken about the starters. Uh, Western Conference Reserves, SGA, John Morant, Damian Lillard, Lowry Markkinen, DeMontis Sabonis, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Paul George. On the Eastern Conference side, Joel Embiid, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Bam Adebayo, Tyrese Halliburton, DeMar DeRozan, and Drew Holiday. And just so you guys are aware of the notable omissions that we might want to discuss here, Darren Fox, Pascal Siakam, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker, and Trey Young. So those are just notable omissions. I'm not suggesting all those guys should be in the team. I'm just saying these are potential guys uh, you may want to take into consideration. So uh, we'll start with Pips. Uh, you had uh, strong feelings about James Harden's all-star candidacy and maybe some negative sort of thoughts on DeMar DeRozan's all-star candidacy. Um, but what do you have to say about the reserves here? So I'll first go with the guys that I think that are deserve it 100%. Obviously, on the West, it's Shea, it's Ja, it's Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard also could be a starter, but okay. Like, Curry, Doncic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Curry, Mercy missed some games, but okay. 
like Lauri Markkanen, amazing season, playing great. But yeah, I think Lauri Markkanen is probably like the clear pick here. Like 25 points, nine rebounds, very, 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 very efficient. Levanta Sabon is obviously like <laughs> amazing season so far. Well deserved. Like this guy is like like 19, 12, and seven. Like amazing season. And yeah. then we get to the Jaren Jackson Jr. and Paul George. I don't know if I agree with Jaren Jackson Jr. and Paul George selection. Like, is that? Notice really, I, I put I put these lists really, in particular orders here. <laughs> is that like defense accounted into it? Like in like the biggest part of it being defense, like. Because if you take I, I kind of like sorry to interrupt. I, I kind of like the like keeping that because defense is pretty much just as important part of the game here. I, I kind of like that the best defender is getting rewarded. I, I see the, the 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 you can debate his spot here, but I kind of like that they care about defense a bit. But please continue. I care about defense in all NBA selection. I don't know if if All Star is like a prime game where it's offensive like. Like yeah, okay. I, I suppose. I suppose. I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not against it, but when players are also delivering on the other side, because John Jackson Jr. will probably get Defensive Player of the Year award, and he will also get All NBA Defense, and he will get All NBA consideration. Also, like he'll get his award because of his defense. Like there are awards awards that get for you get for defense. Like it's not like, but I think it should be accounted in the All Star, but not as much as offense, of, of course. Like, right. I, I would like you say, like it's 80 20 for me, maybe even more. For, for I offense. have to say, I was I was surprised to see Jaron Jackson involved because of this and because of the amount of time he missed as well. Yeah. So these two guys, I don't know. Like, okay, I'm okay with them being there, but I don't know. Paul George is actually is actually should be there. Like. How, how is he there over like Darren Fox or Anthony Edwards? I will say I cannot believe De'Aaron Fox is not an all-star. Like just cannot believe De'Aaron Fox is not an all-star. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, and I think like, but, but, but let's take a look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. And did and does the Aaron Fox has the best, better season than Anthony Edwards. What was that? Sorry. Just between Anthony Edwards and the Aaron Fox, like it's probably uh, it's probably somewhat close. But if it's like close, I am going to go with the guy who's on the the team with the better record, which is Fox here in this one. Not that like I I don't think team record. I think team record is a bit. Um, too so, valued in these all-star yeah. selections, but I think De'Aaron Fox has deserved this spot. So do you think it's easier to play with Sabonis as Fox is playing and the team? That, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that's a good point. Um, yeah. I, I, I still le- are you? would you put Edwards in above De'Aaron Fox? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, like, it's like almost 50-50, and both are above Paul George for me and above Jalen Jackson Jr. for me. 
Yeah, so, uh, Aaron in chat saying the same. Ant and Fox are coin coin toss. I would probably have they're both in above Jerry Jackson and Paul George. No, who, who the one to pick, and they just went with the Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> I I, yeah. I think I think for Paul George, they felt like they had to get a Clipper player. I, I don't like that because I don't like. like maybe they didn't want to put in a second Kings player before they put in a one Clippers player. But but even so. I I feel really bad for Fox missing out. Edwards as well should feel a little bit hard done by on uh, the Western Conference side. So for that, also interesting fact: uh, there is no Anthony Davis here, and yeah, so it's, it's injury. He, it, it's it has to be because he he missed some time, but that's I'll another just one. One interesting fact. So this is actually a very interesting fact. And uh, Anthony Davis played more minutes than Jaren Jackson Jr. That I see, I said that and again on Jared Jackson, I don't think he should be here either. I like that they've they've talked, they've they're kind of factoring defense, but like okay, AD is an excellent defender, maybe not quite that good, but he's way better offensively, right? I think AD is probably as good as Jaren Jackson Jr. on defense. Mm-hmm. Maybe not this season, but like overall, yes. Yes, sure. yes. So I was just say, like, I am probably one of the biggest Jaren Jackson Jr.'s fan, fans in like the entire world. Like I was like huge on him, but I don't see it. But okay, like it's not crazy out like there. It, uh, it has some points, but I will never pick him for an I, I think if he was left off, I don't think anybody would have like really yeah, gone. No, oh my god, he should have made it. He wouldn't you know be I mean? even in the subs. Like, sorry, what was would, that? He wouldn't even be in the snubs. Like, yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. If I if he wasn't here, he wouldn't have been in my notable omissions at the bottom. Yeah. Nobody would have gone Jaron Jackson Jr. snubbed or anything. So, yeah, um, I think that's great. But I think like anybody else, if you take them out, people could maybe say one thing or another. Um, actually, we'll go to the East now. One player that I also don't think people would have mentioned as a snub if he was not on this list. Drew Holiday is an all-star. I like Drew Holiday. Uh, we've talked about his point of attack defense. I don't think Drew Holiday has been all-star level this season. And I think the East has a lot more guys who I think we're deserving here. Um, I don't know how you feel, but I definitely go with all of Siakam, Harden, and Brunson before I go with Drew Holiday. Like I respect, I respect these players. They're all great players, but I put all three of those guys in ahead of Drew Holiday. Uh, Demar Derozan, I'm putting those three guys ahead of Demar as well. Like definitely, and I think Halliburton is an All Star, but I feel like you could easily make the case that Siakam, Harden, or Brunson are also in there ahead of him. Um, I'm really, see, I'm a Raptors fan. I'm really, really sore about Siaka missing out. He's 25, eight and six this season. He has played, like he's missed very few games relative to especially other players in this list. It's just the record. That's the problem for sure. The Raptors are 23 and 30, but the Raptors are one game back of the Pacers. Halliburton's here and they are two games back of the Bulls. I recognize Siakam would have been on the worst record for a player to make an all-star game here, but 
I, I really feel like that is an argument that is only relevant when you're trying, like when you're trying to find, you're trying to find a reason why he shouldn't be an all-star. And I think that's what was found here. I, I, Siak has been so good. I, I feel really upset about that. How do you feel about the Eastern Conference side? Though? Let's go to you. I will maybe say that it's even worse than the West. First of all, yeah. I heard you like mentioning Jalen Brunson so many times, and I don't agree with that at all. I don't oh, think no, he should be okay. really into consideration because he's nowhere near like players like Harden, Siakam, and Fox, and everyone on this list. Like Trey Young is like more deserving than Jalen Brunson because Trey Young has ten times better stats and he's the same efficiency as the Jalen Brunson and that's very overlooked in the NBA and that's true shooting percentage that is the most important like efficiency data and Jalen Brunson and Triangle don't the same like a level so people never look into that they just look at field goal attempts and field goal percentage and three point percentage but it's way deeper and Jalen Brunson is like Average efficiency, league average efficiency, same as the Trey Young. So I like if you take a look at pure numbers, points, other rebounds, assists, especially points and assists. Jalen Trey Young is so clear of Jalen Brunson that it's not even like worth talking about. Fair enough. So Fair like, enough. Like, like Trey Young is also above almost anyone on, on this list. It should be an ABL star. Like you can just average like. 27 and 10 and don't be an all-star like it's just that players and coaches don't like Trae Young and that's it like that's the reason I, yeah not like I, I think you're right yeah. about that yeah yeah and like Trae Young like <laughs> it's absurd like Trae Young also I don't know if you know that but Trae Young is also more efficient than Pascal Siaka which is which is, which is crazy yeah because yeah, it's amazing. And Triang is 27, 3, and 10. Like, I don't think there was anyone in the history of the NBA that wasn't an all-star with 27, 3, and 10. That's outrage. Like, like 27, 3, and 10. Like on a team that's at 500 above and 500 and above winning record. Like, it's not that they are like like 50% winning winning. Like that's and being 27, 3 and 10 guy. On league average efficiency, like what what's going on there? Like that's outrage. Mm-hmm. Also, James Harden, like Tyrese Halliburton is having amazing season, but is he better than James Harden? Like, okay, but what numbers? No. Like points? No. Rebounds? Hell no. Assists? Hell no. Efficiency? No. Like. What are we doing here? Like the, the Halliburton one feels very narrative pushed. Like yeah. I, I recognize how good he's been. I, I feel I like he, like, he but, has not been as good as Harden this season. And Harden is also on like a, a top tier team in, in the NBA. And he's a big reason why. Like I don't want to push record too much, but like Harden has just straight up been a better player than Halliburton this season. Yeah. But it's obviously Harden playing like having like below his average season and Tyrese Halliburton being like pushed so by media because he's also actually great player playing amazing but like 
It's like he's playing above expectations, Harden is playing below expectations because Harden expectations are set ultra high. But yeah, this is also great uh, by Jovan. Like, I don't know. Like, as I said, better. So he has better stats like points, rebounds, assists, efficiency, and defensive stats. There is no single stat in the league that Tyrese Halliburton is better than James Harden. James Harden, and that's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would have, I would definitely have. I mean, Harden sh- should have made the team, like straight up. Um, and Tyrese Halliburton is still better than Demar Derozan and Drew Holiday. <laughs> Yeah, I put it. This is I put the list in order of how strongly I felt about their All Star candidacy. So um, I I agree with that one as well. Harden, big miss. Uh, Fox, big miss for me. Uh, I still feel very strongly Siakam is a big miss here. Uh, I think you kind of put me on to the Trey Young thing here. I I also feel Edwards should have considerate. I, I think Edwards is a bit of a miss, but there's always going to be misses. So people are asking in chat, and I was actually going to bring this up myself anyways, but there's questions of if they should go to 15 uh, band rosters for the all-star teams. So I'll, I'll start off here. Personally, I like that it is such an elite class of, of players that make the all-star game. I like it as it is. Um, I recognize that in like, you know, decades ago, the league was way smaller and teams weren't even that much smaller than that, what they are now. So the percentage of players that used to make the all-star game were much higher than it is now. But I do like how it, it, it's an elite class of players. And I think no matter how big the roster is, there's still going to be guys you feel like were um, omitted from the team. Uh, I, I, I guess somebody took it. I spelled omissions wrong. So I just realized that's been up for like 10 minutes beyond that. <laughs> um, please ignore that. <laughs> I like that it's it's an elite class here. There's always going to be players you feel like um, should have made it, but we'll we'll wrap up on this thought. Do you think the NBA should look to expand, or do you kind of agree with me? I think they. I think either way makes sense. Like if you want to just okay. go the traditional part and being failed players, so it's okay. But if you want to expand, you have a good arguments for it. So I'm like okay with either way. But if you have, but the thing is, this has a huge effect on the on the contracts and bonuses and everything. So I think not in the owners' like favor of league moving to 15. So yeah, we probably that's won't see that. So we probably won't see that. But if we see that, I think it's okay for a guy to that's like if he had like three additional players. I don't think we'll talk about anyone being undeserving here. And we'll still have players that didn't make it, but had amazing seasons. So if we have like, I don't know, Trey Young or, or I don't know, De'Aaron Fox playing 10 10 minutes in an All-Star game, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, Even with 12, like Fred Van Vliet made it last year and played like six minutes in the all-star game. I don't, I don't think these guys care too much about playing in the game. It, it's just the Being accolade there. on your resume. And for contracts, that is a big deal. And like, just, just cause I, I'm more in tune on the Siakam situation. He is fighting to get uh, a, a super max. It becomes super match. El- excuse me. Super max eligible this season. I don't think this factors in. He's looking for uh, the all NBA appearance would make him eligible for super max. But yeah, these things do, come into play so it's it's 
it's a little bit unfortunate when guys miss out, but um, we've talked about our omissions and we've talked about kind of how we thought it should have played out, but it is what it is. There's a lot of people who are, are making these decisions. So uh, nothing we can do about it here, but uh, I think that is pretty much it. Long show today. There was a lot to talk about. It's not. Sorry, I I need to have I need to make a bet. Uh, oh, that, yeah. I'm just trying to to match things to so, so oh. we can have. Uh, we uh, so we have another have bet a... coming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I just, didn't want to. Just, I... We can take a moment. Just I'll just try to. Yeah, yeah. Time. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll talk for a second. So we have a, a, an official bet coming here. I didn't want to tease it before the show. Pips did say he was going to be looking for another spot during the show. But I didn't want to say, make sure you stick around to the end of the, the show in case he does come up with it. Because then if he didn't, it would look bad. Like, oh, you're just trying to bait us into watching the show sort of thing. But yeah. um, he did mention that right before the show, the third pick that he had did move off of its line. And over the course of the show, he was going to wait for those to come back up. And I say, just message me privately and I can put up a graphic for that. So uh, stay tuned just a second here. Um, I am aware that uh, Terry Rogier is going to be involved. We have had more involvement on him this season. So we'll see what that looks like. Uh, I believe this is in the Hornets game against the Pistons. So this is just going to be not a fun game to watch. <laughs> uh, but hopefully a good betting play does make this one uh, a, a little bit a little bit better to watch. And some end of show treats. Yeah, so rewarding the people who stuck around here to the end of the show and we you know we we are experimenting so the reason we had previously always done we'll be trying i'll be transparent we so you know we're 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 busy at the end of the day uh and we wanted to 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 make a good show but we wanted to entice viewership to stay uh till you know to the end of the show to make sure they get the picks but what i realized last friday was that you know i i think that we have a really good community really good viewership base and for you guys that we appreciate that have enjoyed the content and just enjoyed the dialogue overall. So we appreciate uh, everybody who's been supporting the show so far this season and has you know enjoyed just the, the dialogue pieces rather than like a lot of people are just looking for, give me the pick, like 15 seconds in and out. I want the pick and I'm done. And sure, there's going to be some people who are, are looking for that sort of thing. And you know, there's other methods in which you can receive that. You know, you can just go to the recap end of the show. You can go to the bet stamp page. But uh, we do like that we have also sort of built up this uh this space where we can talk about things on the show like this um and like we appreciate this as well because we did this show last friday which was at the time the most viewed show on this channel and there weren't even any picks involved so we appreciate that and I, I i'm glad at least to see that there's people here that are interested as well in the rationale behind these sort of bets rather than just give me the pick i don't care i just want what you're betting so i can tail and have some action so we love that. Appreciate that. And now we do have the official pick up on screen. Hornets, Pistons, Terry Rozier is the man along with Jaden Ivey. No Killian Hayes. No Killian Hayes. Here we go. Take it away. So, yeah. so I'll just, so I wanted to bet this as over 21 and a half before the show. It was 21 and a half at FanDuel. It was on Barstool and it was, I don't know, like, Points bet or something, 21 and a half. And I was waiting DraftKings and BetMGM to open it. They opened it at 23 and a half. So it kind of immediately moved on Fendel to 22 and a half. So I needed to come up with this pick. 
And Jaden Ivey cleared this line in, I think, 15 out of the last 16 as a, as a starter and playing 25 more minutes. Kylian Hayes is on the bench, so it was a lot more responsibility for creating uh, for, for Jaden Ivey. As I said, he cleared this line in 15 out of the last 16 games as a, as a starting guard that, that, get, that got the minutes. Last game, he didn't clear it, but he has fouled out the 20 minutes against the against the Dallas so I he, and he had three assists so if he gets 10 minutes he will clear even in terrible matchup as the Dallas was so obviously Charlotte Hornets are the best matchup one of the best matchups in the entire league as they allowed the over the last 15 games even if you take a look so over the last 30 games Hornets allowed the most assists to to assist per game and third most to opposing point guard so it's perfect and Terry Rozier is finally playing great, shooting great. We had him on the, on this show. Well, and yeah, last game he it was Kelly Uber playing. He shot I think 25 times, and Terry Rozier still covered this line. He scored 25 points. So yeah, perfect matchup. A lot of focus on Lamelo, and just love this. And also, I also want to take thanks everyone for watching this. Please like these videos. Please subscribe <laughs> to our to our videos. We are doing like like. With very consistent work we are also winning but besides winning i love to talk about basketball i will hear i would when i was like a couple of years ago i always like thought about creating a basketball podcast talking about the nba and having betting like separate so having being able to do both of the things on the same show is like great for me because that's the two things I love the most, betting on the NBA and talking about the NBA discussions and entire league. So this is like a dream coming true and like I just enjoy this. I'm looking forward to this every day and yeah, Jacob is like amazing host. I'm so like great and like honorable to be with him. He has also a great channel on Toronto Raptors and please guys, if you enjoy the NBA content and love Toronto Raptors, Go visit it. It's amazing. And yeah, that's yeah. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, I also love doing this show as well. Love getting in, in, involved in more NB discussion rather than just Raptor specific. Great outlet to do that. And we have such a great community that has supported us. But you heard the man. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Let rate review five stars and check out the hammer.bet for more content across all sports, not just the NBA. And uh, hopefully we have a good weekend. We can cast these picks. We'll be back on Monday. We'll see you guys there. Thank you once again.